Hi, it's me, Aaron, the co-host of the Movie Podcast you are about to listen. Um, I'm here at the beginning to warn you about spoilers. Well, not so dramatic, but we do talk about the plot of Happy End all the way to the final scene of the film. Um, so if you don't want to be spoiled, um, maybe you first want to see the film before listening our discussion. But I think you can also enjoy the movie perfectly after our talk. But if you haven't seen the film, I think you might understand a little bit more about our talk if you see the film first. It will be for sure much more entertaining for you. to Like Mother, Like Son, Like Movies. I'm Aaron, and I'm here with my mother, Lisa. Hello. And uh, today we are going to talk about the uh, 2017 drama movie by Mikael Haneke called Happy End. And uh, we, we have been talking a lot about Haneke on our podcast. I think okay. I feel like especially lately. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's really exciting to get uh, to... Uh, to get into like first topic about him, like a one episode devoted especially him, like uh, and talk about specifically about Haneke's films and everything. And uh, to start off, like with uh, happy end, uh, I wanted to mention or tell this uh, little story because um, there is this uh, French new wave. Uh, filmmaker Jean-Luc Godard, uh, who made the, into 1963 this movie Le Mebri, or Contempt. You know it, of course. Yes, I have have it in in the shelf on the shelf. Yeah, and um, really? I and I, I would argue that the, um, for that movie he made like a trailer, and I I would say that I could argue that 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 trailer I think is maybe probably the one of the best trailers of a movie um, because I, I always have like this thing about trailers and stuff I, I, if I if I really want to see a movie I I very rarely want to see a trailer of it or I want to read about it or anything and uh, because they, they spoil too much you know and they, they don't give the right uh, view yeah you can't really know what it's about. Yeah, and then you really have to like edit it and tell it the exactly the right way to to uh, to put the viewer in the same like in the right frame set of how, what this movie is going to be about, you know. And mm-hmm. I I really feel like Godard nailed it like perfectly in the trailer for Le Mebri. Um it's basically it's very avant-garde like very kind of it's an art piece by itself it's like what could be expected from Godard and it's uh, basically it's just um it it's very like rough cuts of different scenes and words on the on the on the screen 
and the uh, main characters or the main actors, Bridget Barnaud and Michelle Piccoli, they they describe the whole film with just simple words, uh-huh, with every the cut. Yeah. So they they in turns they say the woman, the man, Italy, the movies, the Greek statue, the revolver, <laughs> the slap, <laughs> the bedroom, the kiss. Oh. You know, the crazy man, the old man, the scene, and it just goes on and on. And they just describe the whole film in, in an abstraction. Yeah. You know, it, it's like it, and, and it really perfectly fits into the way Godard viewed films and storytelling and everything. Because he, like he famously said that all you need for a movie is, uh, is a gun and a woman. And then you have a movie. Yeah, yeah. I so, know. so when you when you when you see this trailer, this this teaser of this film, you you get like this exactly this kind of approach to the story that it's all about elements that that the whole movie is built upon, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is the say this is the way I very much felt when I was watching Haneke's Happy End. Ah, the whole film, not the yeah, trailer. yeah, not the trailer, but the whole film. And while I was watching this film, I I started to feel the same feeling of how of of this trailer of Le Contemporain of Godard, uh, Mepri, um, uh, where I started to just kind of recognize all kind of simple elements. Yeah, like the whole film is kind of constructed from very basic. Uh, fundamental elements and it's very minimalistic in that sense yeah it's a very like simple structure or simple construction like uh, there's a mobile camera there's computers online chatting talking on a phone like everybody's all the time talking on a phone there's this element of characters always on the phone talking to somebody that you cannot see on the screen. They are all the time eating. They are all the time driving. There's all the time a hospital scene. <laughs> There's a lot of empty spaces, like Kaneke keeps the camera far away and we just have an empty space and we or we see an empty space for a long time and then a cam- character walks into it and then he walks out of it only to walk in back, back in or... Uh, there's always like a beautiful nature background. There's always like a window or a terrace or, you know, a balcony open in the background and we see a beautiful nature. There's the girl, there's the father, there's the mother, there's yeah. the grandfather, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, you know, this explains to me something now because I've been thinking and thinking and thinking about this film. So... All those happenings which you describe, it came to me that what we are really, what I was when I was watching, what I was really thinking was what's happening between those takes. So, which we don't see at all. All the all the time he's implying about the things which are between there. What, yeah. what horrible things are happening there, but he cuts it out and he don't show us. And we yeah. think, we are making the work. Exactly, and and the, it's it's all the time. Like it, either there's a lot of plot uh, details that happens between a single cut, mm. like we we jump suddenly into a hospital where a character is lying on a bed, and then just try put through dialogue. Suddenly, uh, after a while, we start to like feel like 
Oh, okay. So that's what happened suddenly between these takes. And... Yeah, and they are given some some details of information every time. There's nothing in vain in you know which is don't mean something. Everything yeah. means. And you know, and as, as a side note, already here, I, I I like to say that 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 reminded me this type of uh, storytelling that Haneke does in this film reminded me a lot of Hirokazu Koreeda's uh, films. Because he, he does this all the time in he his movies, that, too, yeah. that he reveals everything in in time, you know. Yeah. By gradually, we just observe these strangers, they talk about people that we don't understand who they are, and then somewhere maybe at the middle point of the film we understand, oh, so that character is the cousin of that character. Yeah, yeah. Or, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, like here, we, here in, later only in the film we hear that, okay, when she was... This grandfather says at the dinner table that, okay, when you were here before, and the father says, yeah, when you were there, when there was, she was three years old, she was there. So at, at that moment, we, we have no time to think about it, but later it stays with us. And you realize that, okay, that was a horrible thing that happened when she was three years old. Maybe her older brother died then, because that's really here also later as information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. So maybe that was the time also the mother was in hospital and she was only short time because mother didn't die. And yeah. now in one sentence, you Im immensely you get information. Yeah, you know, like these crucial puzzle pieces into the whole yeah. history of the family and, and everything. And this really, in the first place, this, this really shows how Haneke respects the audience. Yeah, and it doesn't explain. It's I not like. the whole. There's no no uh, uh, exposition of explaining, or uh, it's it's all no in, in character no, no. in the universe. They know it, and you know, and and we we just get on, you know, slowly. So the and, first time when I watched it, no, I've been seeing it only twice. I had a chance, but I think I have to see it at least four times before I start to at all understand. No, all the <laughs> yeah. But but the first time I saw it, I had so busy. I was so busy to trying to follow the story. <laughs> it's very hard to follow the, those yeah. those messages in the cell phone and things and what's happening and who is who. I got completely mixed up. But that's his purpose. Yeah, and and if we if I if I can add more into this um, not showing or not telling thing is that uh, Haneker. In this film, Haneke goes to the very extreme of the concept of not showing. Yeah. And, and in many ways, not just in the cuts and yeah. not revealing plot details, but also, like I said, they are like talking on the phone and we, we don't even see the other person, let's say. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like dialogue and a lot of like, a lot of scenes rely on this, this moment. We see computers screens where people are typing and we don't know who is typing. Yeah, you see the names there, but yeah. you have no time to read it all because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or we don't know exactly yet who, who this is or... And, mm. and, and you really have to kind of piece everything together and uh, what I was thinking, uh, other stuff. It's like... Um, uh, And, and and exactly what they were saying, not showing the horrible thing itself. Like there's this scene where the grandfather is um, walking on his uh, wheelchair, not walking on his not wheelchair. Walking, what I'm saying, 
he's sitting in his wheelchair <laughs> and <laughs> uh, like he's walking. Yeah, endlessly, endlessly, and we are so, following. What's so going? what yeah. happens is that he he suddenly stops and there is this like uh, immigrant or black uh, refugees, refugees yeah. who probably uh, we don't actually know they could be we just don't know. well i i would i would imagine that they could be as i think they are just french they are just some you know dark skinned mm, french, french people, people yeah, yeah for sure and they this um Grandfather stops and starts to because he he's, he's he himself said that he's a little bit demented. But I don't uh, believe that. I have a <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> but we will get into that. Um, let Let's first try to follow this. Okay, this okay. Thought uh, process. So this grandfather is sitting on the wheelchair and he has to stop this this these black people and. He he starts talking to them something, and the the people are really confused and puzzled. What is this man saying? And then there is a white man, uh, old older white man, who comes in, and he like tries to kind of intervene and kind of try to help. Like what's happening? And he he seems to be a little bit angry and a little bit like um, frustrated of this old man. And I feel and I I think the the the, the feel of that scene is clearly that he said something racist. He he's not good with dealing with these people and with this. You think so? I think so. I... No, not at all. <laughs> he was trying to to <laughs> tell them to kill him. Oh, really? Yeah, I was telling ah, them that look, I yeah. give you money, I give ah, my money, I give true. everything. Please ah. kill me. Ah, true. And the white man didn't understand it. He thinks the black people are bothering him, and you shouldn't be mixed up with them. No, I I think the. <laughs> I think the man is just uh, was really I, in that way. I'm I'm re- pretty sure that the man was very frustrated. Like, what are you talking about, and what do you say? But it's very weird that the, the grandfather asks some random black people on the street that they they should kill him. Yeah, because at home he can't don't get any help for that. So he yeah, but out. he was very discreet, telling the barber about it and stuff like this. I think there's some something about this this these specific people that he talks to. But the point is that we don't hear what he's saying. So it's because an interpretation kind of... of a racist. Yeah, we don't... Yeah, the basic is that... But he's kind of a racist. He thinks that, okay, these black people are so desperate. Surely they will kill. Yeah. Do anything for money. So there is the element of it, but... My, the absolute point of my... What I want to say is that we don't hear it. Yeah, we don't so hear it. So that's the... Uh, what I wanted to, what I wanted to say or discuss is that uh, Haneke doesn't show. Mm-hmm. Haneke doesn't. He, well, he shows the interaction, but he, we don't know the detail. And all throughout the film, we there's you can see this whole this whole uh, method of of not showing. It's the same way as in Ida, we didn't see. Yeah, we didn't yeah. see the horrible thing itself. And the whole film, the whole happy end. Is one big not showing yeah. because because we um, because when I was getting excited about this film and I didn't know like when it was coming out and I was very much looking forward to it like all Haneke films and this I the only plot synopsis that I knew about it was from uh, EMDB 
which I think is the perfect synopsis for this film. This is the way they should put it in the DVD, in the back, you know. They should, this is the only thing you need to know about this film, is that it's a drama about the family set in Calais with the European refugees crisis as the backdrop. So I was very excited because it's almost takes half of the sentence, takes the, the, the description of European refugees crisis as yeah, the background, yeah. backdrop. So I was very excited. What will Haneke do about the refugee crisis? I also, you know, yes, I because he, he has yeah. he has talked about uh, the the uh, mass uh, uh, massacre in Katze, uh, or how is it pronounced? I don't know. And the white ribbon about the Nazi Germany, basically, but all in a very wonderful, very intellectual way of how he goes mm. into these subjects. And so I was very excited, like, wow, Haneke is going to tackle the complicated <laughs> <laughs> subject of refugees. <laughs> and, and then the movie ended. Yeah. And there is nothing about the, nothing. the jungle in Calais or the refugee yeah. crisis nothing. in the background. And, and then and I was first, I was shocked. And I was like, this, I, I don't understand. This is so weird. Uh, what 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 was that? What is this? And I went back to read the description, the synopsis, and th- there should be a crisis, but there mm. isn't. And then then it hit me yeah. in a millisecond, and I thought Haneke is the most brilliant filmmaker. Yeah. This is this is the absolute way of not showing, but way as a way of of narrating, as a way of yeah. actually commentating on it in the most brilliant way. Yeah, you know that the. It it uh, hit me in the in many parts of the film, but in especially to the end where they are at home in the evening. This Eve, this girl, the, this uh, her, her father's new wife, and uh, they are waiting for something. They are waiting for Thomas to come home, mm-hmm. and and it clears out little by little that, that somebody is in hospital. Uh, so I thought, of course, I thought, that, okay, it's about the mother of Ev, uh, because she was in hospital. And there's also the worker who fell from with the toilet down. Uh, he was in the hospital. There's a lot of people in the hospital, you know. So I was never thought about, wow, it's the grandfather. Yeah. And in the end, it cleared up that it's the grandfather. And yeah. so it all was in that moment. I had to adjust my mind, and I couldn't adjust my mind at all. You know, Balagan, you know, <laughs> up in my mind. And in many times in this film, it happens the same thing. You never know who is who and where is who, whom they are talking to and about whom they are talking about. So he leaves it. He, in fact, Haneke wants that effect in me, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's how he does the refugee also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and this also is an example where he it, it, he, he clearly how, how much respect he has for the audience because he never explains because mm-hmm. an ignorant person would would just wouldn't understand what 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 is this film about the refugees and it will never make that Calais connection that what is Calais what is what is that that what is the significance of that city you know. Mm-hmm. So he really expects you to understand that already, that we all know this. This is to be obvious to everybody that what but this On happened. the other hand, he doesn't care 
if what if it's Calais, it happens in Calais and there is, and he doesn't care if you know or not, because he's he's concentrating on other immigrants there a lot. There's servants who are from Morocco, the whole family. Yeah, but that that's the well, point of Calais, that they all gather there. Yes, but Haneke makes it for us in Calais because of that, that we wait for that. But there's this servants who are from Morocco, and this comes to tens and tens of years behind from Morocco when there was a problem with in France. Yeah, of course. And, he, and then there's also the cellist, the woman, the cellist woman. I've, I had to think a lot about the cellist woman because she was a very short thing there. She's yeah. performing. And she's from Morocco. Really? Yeah, her name is Moroccan. The actor who acts it is Moroccan. And but it's and also I'd never realized till the other time I saw the film and even I had to read the critics and everything to realize that she's the lover of Thomas. Really? <laughs> no, but she, and then I realized, okay, she's in bed, we see her in bed in her home, writing the that all this uh, dirty stuff with sex to yeah, come up. Yeah, well, that was the look that they had. Remember, they they were looking at each other after yeah, the yeah, concert. I, I had no chance because it all goes so quick. And yeah, I have funny. to think all the time. The Haneke makes me think, what's happening between which you don't know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and... Uh. And so on and so on. So you, so he points to us the reasons, like he did in the white band, you know, that what happened before is the reasons why we had the Nazis and so on. So now we have the reasons there from from the France business with Moroccan and uh, you know, Al- Algiers mm-hmm. and things and the immigrants. No, yeah. he doesn't go like... Like uh, what was his name? This Ol- Od- Odiart, who made this deepen, who made from Sri Lanka they bring the immigrants to fight in the. <laughs> you have seen it? No, not yet. Ah, so you don't know. But there it's just opposite. He puts it into our face. This Sri Lanka, this uh, Salem people, Sri Lanka people family. Mm. They are straight in the middle and making a big uh, violent scene, scenes there with guns and things. So Haneke keeps out of that completely. You know? Yeah, I, I feel maybe maybe he's because he's such a perfectionist and he has a very raw uh, opinions about like I, I bet like like we have been talking about him in a previous like you always. You can always kind of compare all kind of concepts and films like to Haneke. You know what? What would Haneke say about that? And you know, like, well, like Korea, yeah. And, and, and Haneke has this very strict views on the responsibility of the filmmaker. You know, like like he he really dis- dislikes films like Sidren's List and Der Undergang uh, because of that responsibility because. It's you have to take that. You have to understand that it's also it's entertainment, and you are talking about Holocaust and Hitler and all of that, which is a very heavy subject. And it, you have to be danger, you have to be careful how to you how do you talk about it and how do you make stories about it and stuff like this. And maybe maybe it connects a little bit to what we were talking about Dunkirk 
and about the the idea of responsibility of how we talk about war and because yeah. we we tend to we tend to uh like romanticize it also and like like this and and maybe you could say that the Haneke as as a white European maybe it's not his role to go to Sri Lanka maybe it's his role his his place to talk about the upper class in Calais and you know, because, the way exactly yeah. what you say and and the way the upper white upper class behaves to the workers, the white workers who go into the toilet and falls down in the accident because of the this uh, woman's this Anne 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 Laurent is her name, this Isabel Hooper's son Pierre who who is really not is uh, not on the top of his task. So yeah. I never realized it was all the time all this film I was waiting that this uh, I find out what happened to that man in the toilet. You know, <laughs> I see him coming down inside and so on, and I was waiting and I never saw anything until I read in the critics. Some critic wrote that he died. In that scene. A critic wrote that he died. Oh. He decided that he died. Oh. So they get 30,000, was it 38,000 or something, euros? For I thought that he just was in the hospital lying like everybody else. <laughs> Everybody's in the hospital. <laughs> so and they're all, but he died. He critics says he died, and I was shouting loud at home. Like, oh, so he died. Yeah, and thousand yeah. they give, and they could give him million or anything. Yeah, yeah, that there's was the whole. There's a whole subplot of this insurance stuff. And yeah, we, so how they treat to their own people, not like own workers. Yeah, but that that's the thing. Like, um, if if like because like like if the big thing is the big elephant that is not in the room is the refugee crisis that the film is about, but without showing it that it's all. It's all about the sort of ignorance and that non-existence of that problem in these people's lives. That yeah. they are and, never. They, yeah. And but but in the same time, it's so it's so fascinating how 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 much Haneke respects his characters. That he doesn't yeah. downplay them. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Uh, treat their problems as some kind of first world problem, you know, like what are you compared to the refugees, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't downplay their, their struggle. And, Mm. and maybe in that way, he he works in the same empathy structure as sources in his films that he shows the other way, but through empathy to those characters. And, and, and that, um, that he like like how what you were saying and how how they treat their own people and how how they are treating themselves and their family and all of the people around it, that we are like gradually as 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 long as as far as the story is progressing we are like starting to see how much there is so much darkness in in them in their soul and in their heart like everybody's depressed like half of Every other person is a sociopath, and in, in some ways, or they like, not like it's a wrong word, like sociopath. But they, there is like you like. There's no empathy, real empathy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like as 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 much as it is is about the refugees, it's also about the bourgeois and the high class people. And and I feel like Haneke's big 
commentary and big thing about what he's saying is this that these people, these his characters who have this good life and this who are who have a big construction company and everything, they are not really happy. Nobody is yeah. really happy in this, this. No, no. But before that, before we go into that interesting ah. subject, okay. So I would like to say something which belongs to what you said last. That the white elephant is in the room and nobody's seeing it. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. So in you don't know because you didn't see Deepan. The the film which won can the time before no so Odiat's film. The actually he brings into the screen few times a huge big elephant <laughs> from the jungle of Ceylon. Yeah. Frightening thing. He's lurking there behind all the time, and he brings the elephant in. <laughs> Haneke would never do. Kind so, of, kind of like how the sun brings the elephant into the room in this film. Yeah, yeah. So he does it symbolically this here. But no? we will go into that also. Later. Yeah, yeah. So that was a very, very uh, interesting point to me. To yeah, see. yeah. Okay. So, okay, so now so, we go to characters. Yeah. So um, what I just to finish up why what I was saying is that. That uh, that these people are not really happy, and uh, in a way, I I feel like this whole like story is kind of about how this bourgeois, modern bourgeois, modern high class is like slowly crumbling inside. They cannot keep it up, yeah, because their own health. It's not because of some political. Uh, it's because it it it's all about heart, empathy. You know, they cannot mm. keep up with it. It it they are. Breaking down, like and and it shows in the in the scene because of this son that you mentioned of the insurance, yeah. uh, who is supposed to take over, who is yeah. supposed to be the leader of this company. Yeah, you know? the mother says it that you yeah. you are the future leader. And she's she's saying it while this son is lying on his bed in the night in the dark room, completely depressed. Yes. And I was I was expecting all the time that he when he was sitting on the balcony. On the window, I was uh, expecting that we will see him jump out anytime. Uh, this is this is it. This this guy is at the end. You know, he, yeah. he doesn't care anymore, and you can see it very clearly the whole but at, at the rest of the movie that he's he has to break out somehow. He cannot continue living in this life. Yeah, he yeah. has to do something, and yeah. and he is the elephant in a way. Mm. He is the big elephant in both sides. You know, the but he's also in the cage there when he's dancing and making karaoke. Yeah, that was brilliant. I love yeah, that. So he's in the wow. cage like when Eve has the cage in the cage, this guinea pig, big, guinea pig, uh, little animal. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And the baby in the crib. Yeah. They also there are three people who are in the cage. They are uh, actually in a cage, but they're all in a cage. In a you know what was about that baby in the crib? That now I realize that that was such a you know the the the, the new wife of the father of the girl. Yeah. So the mother Anais. of the baby. Anais, yeah. Anna. Anais. Uh, Anais. So she was weirdly all throughout the movie. She was such kind of passive and quiet and didn't have a lot of emotions and very like kind of observative uh, kind of like and and there was this weird now i realize how weird it was kind of that the the girl was awake in the night 
and it was like the house was dark because they were waiting for the father to come back from the hospital about yeah. the grandfather, like you said. And the girl start, the baby starts screaming in the, in crying in the in the crib, mm-hmm. and then the girl slowly, calmly walks to the baby and starts holding the baby. Yeah, and then. And then uh, when he's like walking with the baby, then we see the mother slowly coming in and saying, oh, what are you doing? Hmm. So I was, now I wonder, why didn't the mother come to the baby? The because she was crying. in the toilet. And that's very important because, you know, the whole thing starts, the whole movie starts with toilet. <laughs> when yeah, the mother sure. is, she's, she's photo, uh, photoing or what you call it. The mother in the toilet. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and we hear her pee, and we see her passing teeth and everything. Later we hear also the son who is desperately depressed. He's going in his in his uh, scene where you thought about the balcony. He goes to the toilet to pee. We hear him. Yeah. And then we see the grandfather, this George. This um, this old man is in the morning brushing his teeth. Wonderful, wonderful scene where you see him in the yeah. toilet, and also you see the mirror, round mirror behind his head, yeah. and it's like a picture him. from a Renaissance painting, yeah. which is connecting us to suddenly into several things. Also, he's in the toilet. So everybody's, and who else is in the toilet in this? Film, you remember? Well, the construction worker. Construction worker who dies in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> they all die in the toilet. It's like you can put this in the trailer as a word, you know, the toilet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah true. Yeah. And you know, the, the if you talk about the characters, so this Eve... This little, this twelve-year-old girl, she's really nice to the baby, and she says, she says to her phone, like that. Oh, maybe this boy, this brother, will be my new brother. Like maybe I can replace my yeah. dead brother. Then we only hear that she has a dead brother. We need no one. Yeah, so yeah. Here, this baby will replace, and she's very soft and nice, but. All the time I was scared to death that she will kill the baby. Yeah, me too. Because she, because she was killing the guinea pig and the mother. They yeah. In the critics, they say that she, we don't know if she killed the mother. She says she killed yeah, the mother. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very clear. Like, yeah. and, and, and we hear this whole story about how he poisoned his her schoolmate. Yeah. What are these critics talking about? Like, yeah, it's yeah, clear yeah. that there is a, there is a, yeah. there is an element of sociopathical... Uh, personality, no, think, you know, yeah, not not yeah, not yeah. just hear me out. But we we all throughout we hear how what she feels and how emotional she is. So okay. it's a it's a kind the of you thing, know yeah, about, it, uh, she's, she's yeah. in a in a stage of 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 balance. You know yeah. where will she go? Yeah, you know with this it's kind that, of life and this 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 yeah. problems yeah. and stuff. So. Hanage makes us being afraid of that she, anybody, she can kill anybody, like, the whole time. But this innocent, angelic figure, you know, with the big eyes. So, so, yeah, so the excitement is there, and it's much easier, I tell you, it's much easier to watch the film again, because you know that she's... <laughs> <laughs> but, but I love, but I love the, the, the way it reveals itself, you know, like... 
next time I will just know everything. Yeah. But now I was so intrigued. I was so intrigued every moment of every every plot reveal was such a shock and such a wave of emotions. Yeah, and it doesn't stop. I can tell you, I saw it the second time, and I still have the excitement that will never go away because there are so many things there between which he left us into our heads. This yeah, in our heads. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, what if we come to the characters finally? Finally, uh, now we... well, I thought we are talking about them. Ah, <laughs> yeah, the end already. No, no, no. no. We, we come to the main characters in this film. Of course, it's it looks like it's equal to every, like everybody is equal there and showing. But no, there are main characters. <laughs> the main characters are Eve, this girl, uh, and old man, this Jean-Louis Trantignan. This marvelous actor. This man was the best actor last year. I'm telling it now here. And he also, um, it's the best film, I think, of the last year. Yeah, you said something that it was like, it was next to downsizing, that they are equal. Yes, I, I put them equal. Really, you know, Haneke, you are not better than, uh, Alexander, than Alexander Payne. Ba- Payne. <laughs> I put very nice. about, it just happened that downsizing is about the same thing. No, it's about the same uh, idea. So, uh-huh. and it's yeah. equally well done. It's really, they are both superb. And both of them didn't get attention. And that's that's a wonder for me because, uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope we will later talk about downsizing. Yeah, and then, of course. to be fair, to be fair, I have to say that the Oscar should have, the best film Oscar shouldn't have gone to ha- Happy End or to downsizing, but to The Beguiled by Sophie, Sophia Coppola. Oh yeah, 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 because well, it's American film yeah. and. She's a woman director, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely 100% perfect film. And it's about me too. Ah, okay. About women and men. It's about yeah. the men and women's relations. Yeah. So, that, okay, now yeah. I said now, we, said, we said it clear. Now the record yeah. is clear on the. Yeah, last I said year. it. Now I can rest. So, <laughs> anyway, so these two people are the, the equalizers in this film. This old man. You look at his face when he, yes. when the girls, see, he wants to know, yeah, yeah, how did you do it? Uh, About the killing. <laughs> like they are in, together in the killing and he don't even realize he talks equally to the girl. He's the only one who talks, keeps the girl equal. Yes, we all, that's the, the... So, so, uh, yeah, so he's... Ah, yeah, look at his face. <laughs> he talks to the his, nobody has ever been better, and the girl doesn't really understand because she's not a killer. She she has killed animals and people, but she's not a killer. She's just a confused girl. What I said she has killed animals and people, but she's a confused girl. Yeah. But this goes like in Nightcrawler. We go back to the Nightcrawler, where the person is not really guilty of guilty things. Yeah, but now you are danger. You are in a dangerous waters because he's I a little know. bit sociopathic. But she's a, she's not yet sociopath. You say that she's going this way or that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Because Maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's a confused. Look, look. Can I tell you? Just Why? tell. Just Haneke makes, makes it very clear all the time she's repeating that I'm 13. I'm 13. Everybody asks her, how old yeah. are you? And she says 13. And the other ones always say that in two months you will be 13. <laughs> she's not yet on the point. In two months she will be on the point. That's what Anneke wants to say. Like, like soon, soon you are a killer or not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and hopefully not. Of course, hopefully not. <laughs> she's, she's a wonderful, intelligent, lovely girl who is just wanting good for everybody and for herself, most of all, because most she's afraid that she will be put into institution because of crazy grown-ups. Yes, Okay, exactly. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You want to you want to talk about another character? Well, this Isabel Hubert is very in- interesting also because it, it you know that she's in a side part here and but she could in fact take the whole film into her hands. She feels like she's <laughs> see her presence feels like she's like the whole whole anchor of the whole movie, you know. Yeah, no, she, she no, feels she like, mm. but but she is in, in a lot of scenes, and she is like uh, she is an important uh, character moving the plot forward. Because she's that type mm. of a person that you can't. She wouldn't in reality be brushed aside. Yeah. In reality, you know? So in the movie, either not. Like you like like here, she's like she she, she has certain. Sympathy, a kind of softness, because she has this lover, uh, American lover or English speaking. English of London, this Toby Jones. Yeah, okay, which is an interesting connection, of course, that we bring, make the bridge to England. To and Europe, Europe combines together. I mean, because of Calais at the jungle. Yeah. The yeah. refugees. Yeah. So, so um, uh, she has this softness because we see her with uh, with uh, with a wonderful relationship. You know, she's, they are happy together and they hold hands and stuff. And then in the end, she breaks this finger. See, I see he, she breaks yeah, the finger. Yeah, it's clearly. The middle what? finger, she breaks it. And she has this sudden force, you know, the Isabel Hooper force suddenly. Like, she doesn't take this lightly, you know. She will act as he even says that you made me do it, you know. That, that's a really interesting thing because I never understood. They don't show us what she does. And I thought, I I never, until now you tell me. See, <laughs> <laughs> I knew things all the time. That you, she flipped off the finger. Yeah. I was sure that so she So easy. Had, I cannot understand. Okay, but you know what I thought? No, what? That she has his uh, nails. And she's used to, since the childhood of that boy, this Pierre, she's used to cut him suddenly deep with the nail. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it would serve That's the same purpose. Coming, you know, like the bad maleficent, you know, in the fairy tale. Yeah. The bad queen. But uh, that makes sense. Of course it was the finger. You see how stupid I am? <laughs> I don't understand Haneke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the well, this we have to put out from this uh, podcast. Yeah, w- w- no, we are not going I'm to. Still 
No, we are not going to take it out. We are going to leave it in. Everybody's going to hear about it. Um, uh, but, but that's precious you tell me that it, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. So uh, maybe like um, the sun is really interesting. Like I mentioned before. Is that ah, the, but you know what? what? Just a minute. We have to keep on that finger still. Okay. Uh, because you know that the, what it represents is <laughs> taking the manhood from the boy. Pia, uh-huh. his her son. He never, she never, as a mother, let him be a man to to develop. See, and that's what his desperation is all about. To, uh-huh. yeah, what a pity! I really. <laughs> 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 well, this whole family is kind of uh, crazy, like like the dog scene, the the little oh, girl. Yeah, it, dog. yeah. What what are it? The, they keep the dog outside the door and don't let him. Dogs are always part of family. It's part of their lives, you yeah. know. Dogs. They yeah. they are they are the part of you know very proud part of this uh, protecting the family. And this dog is kept in the garden outside the door, and he's. Barking and barking and barking, yeah. then they bring the old man in, and he, he can't go to say hello. That look, I'm I want to <laughs> to uh, what you lick lick you with my tongue, and you'll be healthy. So can you can you explain to me? So is the dog the the family's dog, or is it the servant's yes, dog? It's the family dog. It's because, unbelievable because like. Um, because there's this scene with the little the the yeah. daughter of the waiter waitress. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's the what you meant. I know you meant it. Yeah, so see, uh, the the dog bites her her leg. Yeah, and it's it's so sad. And they they I I wasn't really I didn't understand the dialogue about whose dog is it and why who is angry to who. And they were all the all the time saying to the man servant, the yeah. Moroccan servant, that you have to keep the dog locked or you know. Rashid. Yeah, the Moroccan. But, and they were yeah. angry at him, like as, as if it's his dog. No, it's not his dog. But, uh, so I was confused, like... You would be never allowed yeah. to bring a dog there into that house. No, I thought maybe, you know, because they kind of partly live there, you know, like maybe no, maybe they have an arrangement because they are family servants it's, and stuff. No, it's one of the things which Haneke shows that this family is dysfunctional, that even the dog, they don't they have a dog. It's all <laughs> for appearances. Yeah. And the little girl... That is shocking because suddenly, first time we see that there is a is a girl in the house with Eve could play Eve. Yeah. This girl could play with. Yeah, we do, yeah we never nothing. see this girl again. We don't know anything about this girl. Nothing. It's yeah. There's very beautiful girl there exactly. and everything, and Eve could have friend. So no. And they are very disconnected to the. They don't have sympathy. They don't have. They they don't. They give this nice chocolate to the girl, but I feel like there is not connection to and, to the yeah, pain that the girl is suffering. And they are just kind of. Yeah, it's okay, but it, it Thomas, doesn't look so nice. Thomas is a doctor in the hospital. Yeah, he's a doctor, so he tells that no, it's nothing. Good. Yeah, he should carry this girl immediately to hospital and get yeah, a bandage. Why they, not, why they just put it under the blanket and it's the bleeding yeah. wound? Mm. Oh, so we see what they yeah. are. Exactly. So that's what I mean, meant about it. That there's a lot of these details at these servants, and I, maybe maybe I, I I would like to say something about the waitress, and because there is two scenes 
yes. in the film where the son introduces the elephant, yeah. so to speak. And uh, maybe you want to say something about the end, because there, at the end there is, uh, in the white yeah. restaurant, there is this thing. Yeah, yeah. But for me, in some ways, it was even more important the first time. Do you mean Jamila, this woman servant? Yes, uh, they have uh, the birthday party for the grandfather and there is all these guests in there and it's in the night and they have a buffet and stuff. And then the, what was her name? Jamila. Jamila, she brings some, she has a trade and she's like bringing more food and the son suddenly says, hey, everybody. So like, because everybody's thanking everybody. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for everybody. And mm-hmm. then the son, drug and stuff, who is depressed and stuff, he says, let's all thank her because she's doing a lot of work for this buffet and all this stuff. And everybody's like awkward and they turn and because it's unheard of that you take the waitress and, you Seven. know, servant yeah. and, you know, he's making a scene, you know, the son, basically for them, for the yeah. party people. And the, this is basically like what what almost like that kind of happens also at the end. Uh, no, but you missed that. That you want to say that he actually says that he is our slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Slave. So what I wanted to say that's a good point. What you say that he he says it out loud that he is our slave. But that's that's very, you know, that's like. A, that's that's the way Östlund would make a film, you know, to to say it out loud, you know. Look at this slave. These because refugees are our slaves. The boy is not yet the man, so it's not. Okay, well, that's your opinion. But the what 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 was for me most more interesting was the reaction of the characters, because in this scene we have this moment when the the son introduces the elephant, you know, forces. Everybody yeah. to suddenly look at this refugee, look at this Moroccan woman. Or oh, maybe she's not a refugee. She's, uh, she's maybe refugee, yes, she's no. a generation already there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But she's Moroccan. They still say mm-hmm. that she's Moroccan. Immigrant daughter, maybe. Yeah. Or but she she would be at this point uh, French if she's next yeah, generation. She's, yeah. yeah. But she's Moroccan and she's a servant and she's uh, so to speak slave and everything. And it's like. Let's us look at this uh, this thing, this this problem, and this situation that that we are these high upper class white people, and we are we have these servants, which is very kind of uh, problematic, you know. But by by forcing this this situation, you can see how the upper class is awkward, but also the waitress is awkward yeah. because she is put into the spotlight, and yeah. I felt really weird at that moment that. You know how bad she must feel also, mm. because she's too just trying to do her work. Mm. She has, she has, she has felt that this is my life and this is what I have to do, and she's mm. kind of settled in that. But now she's forced into suddenly into a spotlight where nobody accepts her, mm. and she's not prepared to be in that situation and in that status. And there we see Eve, Eve standing, and we are watching her face when she sees that. Yeah, and in that way, like, if 
that that's the only thing I kind of want to say about the end. Maybe you can go more in depth about it, but in, in connection to this is that it kind of in the same way that happens with the black people, the refugees in the end, is that you can see also their awkwardness of it. You can see the, how how forced this situation is, how forced this kind of problem. Uh, that showing the problem to 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 put it into the face of everybody, like how 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 awkward it is in a way for everybody. Not maybe the problem itself, but the 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 people themselves. That you know, in a way, I feel like because the refugees are coming to Europe, they mm. are in Calais, and they are because <laughs> I talked to refugees in in, in the Balkan. And, yeah. and when they they were saying that they are going to Germany and they are going to France and England and whatever wherever they were wanting to go, yeah. When I, and in the same time, I was hearing news about the Europe and mm. about Germany and what what it was just around the New Year when there was this big scandal about some uh, some immigrants uh, who who. Were they making were touching a, women. Yeah, the- yeah. So and there was a huge backslash, backlash on this that the the, the German native uh, native uh, German people they were they very much disliked this refugee idea, this immigration from the Middle East and all of this. And at the same time, I was hearing these normal people mm-hmm. saying, "I want to go to Germany. I have a family there. Yeah. I, I want to go and live there." Uh, I want to seek refu- refugee, refuge, and I was thinking in my head, I almost want to say to you, don't go, because I, I, in some ways, I'm so afraid of you. What will happen to you there, mm. with with the middle of people who don't want you to be there? And Everybody they have no to go back. So they... that that's of course, of course. But that was my feeling, and that was the 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 feeling that I get also in this in these scenes. Is that mm. there are, these people are put into the middle of these upper class people who don't want them to be there, and mm. the, and the, and the, uh, and even the maybe the black people don't want to be with them. I don't know, but that yeah. that that feels for me sad. Yeah, I you think Haneke makes this point with this film, even without not showing the refugees, except in two parts, two places there, yeah. in the street and in the party. So he makes this point, and it's the same point that, uh, exactly the same point that is done by Aki Kaurismäki with this uh, on the other side of the hope. Yeah, exactly. So same year, the film. That's no? true. So we have we should mention it that that the, that Finnish yeah. the Finnish filmmaker Aki Kaurismäki he he made the movie Other Side of Hope, which is uh, on the other side of the hope, which is the yeah, next the next film movie. next film about refugees that he made because he made a yeah. previous Le Havre in France and now he made one in Helsinki yeah. and that it's everybody second. should go and see it. It's 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 great. Yeah, and I would say that Aki Kaurismäki's film is a completely something else, the style and everything, but it's as good as Haneke's, if you start to compare films which you really can't do, in fact. Yeah, there, there he has a little bit more more courage to tackle the refugee point of view. And, uh, he does it in his Finnish style. Yes, the, even the... Even the uh, 
was it from Syria or Afghanistan? Yeah, Syria. Uh, yeah the, even the Syrian refugees finish in that <laughs> film kind. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so finished in these movies. Yeah. But so, um, uh, you know, in this happy end in Haneke, the only one who has empathy there in the whole film is this woman on the street who comes to ask Pierre after the beating that are you okay? Are you okay? Exactly. And this 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 what I said last time in the square. Oh, nobody yeah. nobody is noticing this man asking in the mall for help. Mm. It's bullshit. Now Haneke shows that the people on the street also has empathy. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing which I found out I after happy and reading the critics. No, I find new things all the time, which I didn't notice that in this film, Happy End, we see in the background in one place in the street, a woman pushing a baby carriage and she's pushing it on the two elderly, uh, an elderly couple who has to go out of the pavement. Yeah. She's pushing them aside and I don't remember, I didn't see it. No, there are millions of things I haven't seen in this film yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, Bushy, and they ask Haneke in the in an interview in the critics that in an interview that what uh, what do you think that he said? Yeah, it's that's what he always thinks that those women going pushing the baby carriages are so arrogant. <laughs> no, and old people. Are <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so, so there must be millions of things, and then also the yeah. remember the paintings in Amur on the walls uh, of the not, house. Not, not so. I remember not them. You know, they are one of the characters <laughs> in the film for me. So here also there are a lot of paintings and sculptures there, which the rich people. You know, they have wonderful paintings. So they are all paintings of of uh, uh, landscapes, but they are very dark. Mm-hmm. No, like, yeah. I don't see them really. I think he made that. Him, I think Haneke makes everything by purpose. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. If it's like, yeah, just a minute. Yeah. No, he, he he started Amur with a corridor in the house, mm-hmm. and here he starts also. The girl is in a corridor picturing the mother in the toilet. Yes. It's it's a corridor which the view he gives us is the, through the corridor. Yeah. And you can make any symbols out of it you like. But yeah. Yeah. Even the Calais Calais corridor to England or anything. Yeah. Um the do you want to say something about the end, the restaurant? Yeah. Um I maybe I, I just say something yeah. uh I want to a little bit elaborate or a little bit like end my my thoughts because I kind of felt like I didn't I didn't know where where was I going, but now I now I remember that I, what I wanted to say about this the, the idea that these refugees are coming to Europe to a place where no, people don't really want them uh, I, I don't really mean that they shouldn't go there really but what I mean is that when you see these people coming into the restaurant where they don't fit where they, they are forced to be there where nobody accepts them where there, there's no sympathy where there's mm. no acceptance you know I feel like just like in the whole refugee things the, the, they, they, there should be acceptance 
there should be because uh this I feel like it's it it feels weird for for everybody mm. you know in a way and maybe maybe again I I cannot really say out loud clearly my thoughts about it but the I think there's a lot about that about that both sides of how how they are reacting to each other and yeah. and how they should be more open to each other and how yeah. they should be that they they that they have they have a natural equal uh, they have a natural uh place to be there that they they yeah. they have a, a fair right to be there yes so there are lots of films done where there are really happy ends and we all feel marvelous like if Haneke would have done against his true nature, you no, know, he would have done that. Okay, the all the people in the party, the white people, would come up and say, "Go each to a black person and say, look, come to my table. I will become friends with them and yeah. start to, to, to talk very loudly and nicely and food around and dancing. And so that would be a happy end to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of movies like that. Yeah. No, not exactly. Yeah, like the Antushable or the, you know, this black man and this guy in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, but not even black people, Uh, but people together and having fun in the end, the conflicts are solved, so on. So... That's how we should behave, in fact, when those people come on the door and yeah. we are having a very good much food in the party and a party. Yeah. But they should be part of it. Yeah, of exactly. course, and they're in trouble. And so, so, and then the friendship continues through the years and they're assimilated and they're feeling happy. Oh, we are good. We are saved. We are welcome here. Yeah. So that's how... It, but Haneke is... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he continues to... to a realistic person. <laughs> yes. Well, he has his own style and own way, that, that's for sure. But it feels yeah. very real, that's for sure. It feels mm-hmm. every character, every situation, everything feels very real. And I don't but know if it's re- real or not. But I, I think that his purpose also is to make us not feel relieved. Because if we would take those black people and be friends with them, we would be in the movie, not actually. Yeah, maybe. We maybe. would be relieved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, and we can go happy out of the cinema, but nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened in real life. It was only in the movie. Kind of yeah. like, okay, it's a historical, of course, but maybe this is what he was saying about children's list, is that when we can go out of the movie, we are actually happy. Yeah. So, somehow, because of that the similar way, yeah. Um, but but uh, it, we should we be happy about the Holocaust, and uh, should we be entertained by and have this good feeling that all oh, this man did all these good things? No, it's a relief but, for uh, us that we could yeah. imagine exactly. Thing. That's the relief of ah, oh, 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 he saves them. Yeah. So but, one thing I want to say, which you said that do you want to say something about the end? So I would like to say yes, about so the end. Is is mm-hmm. it's not a very light light thing in this time, but you know it has to be noticed that the the old man instead of saying that okay let those black people come in and let's have fun and everything, he says that look to the girl that take me out of here, and she takes him out to the shore, and then. 
In the end, when she can't help the things anymore, she stands there a little bit farther away and it ends like it started, that she's picturing with the cell phone this thing. Yeah. And we see through the cell phone that who is running? Who is running in this? It's running this uh, man. Was it Thomas? And then Isabel Huppert. And when Isabel Huppert gets the last word in this film, because when she runs, she turns her head to watch at the girl, and the the face of Isabel Hubert tells everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tells that, look, you did this, that yeah. you're not so innocent little girl. Yeah, you're not helping. You are, what, why are you videotaping this? Yeah, yeah, but it even tells more, that, look, you are the next one who will be turned the finger off. You know the you know the which I will come and do it to you if you don't go and <laughs> in that one look, you know how is he good actors yes, actors yes. really? So yeah, that's... I, I I got the same feeling. Yes. Yeah, you got it. I it, it happens like in a millisecond that, yes. that turn, but it lasts. After that, yeah. the whole post credit scene, like the this this credits, yeah. it just lasts that look. On, on, yeah, on Hooper, that's the point of the whole film was that look that it goes on and no empathy. Yeah, the fingers will turn. Yeah, and I also like the the setting that it it, it ended on the harbor, on the ocean, which is basically the on the other side it's England. Mm. So it also it was kind of interesting how he kind of concluded it also that mm. that kind of point and stuff. But um, and also the casting was perfect. This uh, yeah, every, actors, everything, yes. Every character was every actor and like like uh, Haneke, how he said is that, or was it eighty percent of the movies the actors? Uh, ah, he said that. Yeah, like uh, well, 80, 60, I don't know how much, but he 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 put everything on the casting. You have yeah. to have the perfect casting. And then the actors will do the job. Yeah. You know, you you write and you direct, but they do the job. So it's all he, yeah. he puts a lot of them that yeah, yeah. It's who could give the, because of this actors. Who could give this uh, view of the face like Isabel Hooper? Who could you know but her? In yes, the end? and I and I heard and and, and we we are all like we we usually talk a lot about like how the directors behave on set and how how strict they are and how nice they are and how things and mm. and I don't know about uh, have you seen behind the scenes of Haneke how yes, strict I've talked about it before already she, he she was, he was so angry at one actor <laughs> that man has to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> but I also heard that he 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 worked a lot of the girl actor Mm. That he gets everything right and everything that he's a perfectionist and stuff like this. Uh, I cannot imagine him being really angry at the girl, but maybe strict, no, kind no. of like a. No, I don't think he was <laughs> angry at anybody, really. No, no, it was just that one time, probably. Yeah. But, you know, now uh, I would like to end this on uh, one last. I have uh, one thing. Ah, maybe I say it first, and you can have the last word. Is yours light? Mine is not very light. It's a kind of another detail about the movie. I don't know. Like... Yeah, I also have another okay. detail. Do, now what, we, do you want I, to? We did. But, well, so, my, uh, mine is a positive, so. Uh, no, mine is mysterious. 
I want to ask you or anybody that what does it mean when the, this mysterious forever that the grandfather, this Jean-Louis Trantinard goes in the night to the garage and there's a car, there are all the cars of the firm there, trucks and things, but there's a car with lights on. And who is in that car? How does he get into the driving into the into against the wood and to the hospital? The, he's, the car is not standing there with lights alone because it would finish the batteries. He's not waiting for him with lights on. The, he goes into that car and goes out and drives against the wood. Now tell me, who helped him? Who is in that car? What happened? I don't know nothing. <laughs> Well, I I thought it was the grandfather. No, why is it? To the car which has light already. No, it turned on the light afterwards. No, look at it. Look at it again. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what was yours? So, so somebody was actually trying to help him. Yeah, I I suspect it's Rashid. He paid for the servant, but. No, that's the only person yes. who may be helping. And, but how did he come back from the, no, I think it's a mystery which we can't solve and there is no answer to it. Mm. Oh, I have to look at it again. We should have ended on that. That, that was a uh, way too oh, that good. Was a happy no, no, that <laughs> was, a, that was a good ending. Ah, now, now I, ah, now but I still have want to, to say, me what, yeah. What it's not a mystery and it's, it's just another wonderful thing that I wanted to say about this film. Okay. Which is the the how Haneke see now it doesn't feel so it was too good. You have to keep this kind of stuff at the end. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, that uh, so Haneke uses computers and mobile uh, yeah, devices brilliantly. Yeah. This film, yeah. I was I was totally kind of uh, amazed, you know, and shocked. Surprised I was how... mixed up with them completely. What? I was mixed up with them. Like... <laughs> but oh. but imagine that uh, Haneke, how I understood is that he doesn't use this so much himself. No. Either. He doesn't no. use Facebook. He doesn't uh, record with the mobile camera, probably, I don't mm. know. So, like, just the ability to make, make, it, make them so believable and make them so good and... Mm. Just kind of like I was kind of marvelled about that in a way, like uh, and that you can see that they are clearly like kind of copies. They are not exactly it's not a Facebook, but it's like a copy of a Facebook and stuff like yeah. this. But I'm I'm most more interested, or well, I was amazed because these days there there is a, because we in the, in the old times you, you used used to have like a, you know like this uh, just phone, you know. Mm. Bring, 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 hello, who is there? You know, like, uh, mm. it was very simple. You don't have a, a screen or mm. this complicated device. And there is a big challenge these days in the modern era to how to, because they are part of the movie world now. You know, when you make a movie that is set in these days, even an animation for children, you have to have a mobile phone yeah, yeah. because it's there, it's the modern standard. So it's it would be normal for characters to text yeah. on the phone yeah. or write an email or something like this. So there is a big challenge of filmmakers to how to 
because it's just a normal device that is very standard and they might use it a lot and there's there they, they might have a very big important plot details involving using mobile texting or something but how do you shot that how do you shoot it with the camera mm-hmm. because you first have to show a person writing it doing mm-hmm. something with the device but then you have to show what is in it so you have to you have to stop you have to put the camera you know you have to put it oh. here and you have yeah. to put a close up and you have to change the lens and yeah. you have to put somebody holding the cam- mobile device and you have so there's a lot of it's a big operation to do two cuts yeah 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 it's so and and then if you have to do it a lot and you have like a tv series i don't know there's the other kind of different circumstances where this can become very expensive yeah and people are trying to find ways how to do it differently and one one trendy thing these days that people say that it's very very nice idea is to have like a special effect where you see that you have the character texting and it's more uh, wide angle of the of the person like texting and then you have it a bit of space next to the guy where you put on the air you put the text the yeah. appearing like in Patterson the poem yeah yeah kind of like that but and you can see the guy you can see the person texting and then you can read it in the same time next to him ah, what but is because he mixed me completely who is writing the <laughs> but it's it's part of his way of storytelling it's not technological oh, yeah. i feel so what 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 Haneke did i think was just brilliant is that he just simply he put the screen yeah on the movie you just yeah. you are on the screen of the computer Mm. You don't have to set up a camera or something like this. You just show the what is happening, and it's a beautiful screen. It's a beautiful image of how to incorporate the modern technology and the digital world into a movie. And you are just kind of looking at this text on the mm. online chatting, and it's basically a love letter, the way they would write love letters in the love old time. It's a dirty sex love letter. Oh. You, they did it back in the days also. What what do you want? So, but it's it's full of heart. It's it's full of love. They oh. are they are passionate. They, you can hear their breathing behind it, and you can hear them typing. Yeah, it's a dirty. What, what you don't have to. Of it's 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 very intimate. It's it's private, just like love letters. What do you want? But. Um, uh, and and it's a and it's a beautiful how he uses this rough cut of this screen of the computer to then in a narrative way because you you are isolated in this screen and you are just seeing this love dirty love letter being typed uh, and you can just hear this heavy breathing and this typing and it's just I think it's just a marvelous moment of like how it's shot and everything and then. Uh, and you are emerged into this love letter, into this passion, and into this imagination of these people writing to each other, and it's just uh, absurd. Like uh, uh, it's just crazy how how deep they go into this uh, into these uh, ideas or images of what they are writing to each other, and but it's full of heart, full of passion, and everything. And then he rough cuts into the woman sitting in this dark room in the corner of this bed. And the, the light of the screen just lights, his, and he's and he he doesn't have a smile on her face. He's just, you know, 
uh, grumpy looking in his own, in her own thoughts, writing these things. And I, it's just beautiful. It's just marvelous how he, how Haneke can use modern digital technology in such a brilliant way that I haven't seen so many people do, that people mm-hmm. struggle with, you know, but Haneke can just do it like that. Ah, that's nice that you explain it. Now I get more of it. When I... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, I would give, of course, uh, five stars to this film. Yes, I, I also... Ten, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, and I would recommend this to everybody. And, and for yeah, me... For... It's hard film. No, yeah, but... all, all of Anakin's films are hard. <laughs> Maybe maybe Amor is his most acceptable accessible film for for people who don't want to have too hard, too heavy stuff, and even that can be hard and heavy. But um, what I what I wanted to say is that Haneke is improving with every film, and it's amazing how he's he's able to prove because he seems every time so perfect. Yeah. But this film, every moment was a bliss. It's Every scene, every angle, and every character, and every cut and plot twist, and everything—it was. I was so fixated on this. And film. even to the last, last face of Isabel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Really. And, and it yeah. and it echoes way after the film. Yes, so we recommend it. And yeah. uh, now we have to say goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So that was Happy End, uh, a much more satisfying experience than the last movie we talked about. Um, anyway, if you want to know more about our podcast and get some extra material from the episodes, you can visit our website, mothersandmovies.com. If you like our podcast, you can share it with your friends. Also, if you want, it would be really nice and help our show if you could trade us on iTunes. Um, the music that you heard in the beginning and now in the background was done by Kevin McLeod with my additional remixing for our intro track. Um, be sure to join us next time when we will discuss a film about... Um, well, we're not really sure yet. Uh, we had a big break now and are cleaning up some unreleased talks and recordings that we have made and seeing where we could start off again. So, um, yeah, be sure to join us next time in whatever topic it may be. Uh, Thanks a lot and bye.